we, we can't not call this what it is. This is bigotry. This is religious bigotry. And this woman is just disgusting. She gave more grace to slave traffickers than she gave to Mormons. She lies and says that the church discourages us from reading the Bible. This is why romance novels work on women like Ali Beth Stuckey, because they'd rather believe the lie that tastes good. I'm fair. I'm okay with attacking Mormons, but attacking the Confederacy is where I draw the line. Uh Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Midnight Mormons. I am your host, Carden Ellis, and today I'm joined in the studio by Kwaku L, Jacob Hansen, and Brad Whitbeck, as well as by our friends from, or friend from BYU Conservatives, none other than Lucas Hansen. And today we are going to be talking about none other than our friend Ali Beth Stuckey, or Stuckey, depending on how you want to pronounce it, over on the blaze and her interview with one. My name is Lynn Wilder. Wait, on That's the kind of- blaze? Yeah. Yes. Oh, on that ex- Glenn's? That's yes. what I was, Brother I was like. Beck, you're letting the ho- this daughter of God <laughs> bad mouth our church. Uh, yeah. I'm with Lynn you, Wilder. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, what's the going dude on? who's stuck in 2006 who rocks over the guitar <laughs> singing about how Mormons are bad? I'm not kidding. Yeah. Yes. They have like a weird anti Mormon bus that they <laughs> tour around the South. <laughs> okay. That whole thing is weird, dude. That whole thing is what? weird. Okay. So anyway, uh, Lucas Hansen here has done us the favor of assembling a couple of clips of um, some of the more heinous misrepresentations of the church that seem the most disappointing. And we're going to address these things and see if they hold water or not and hopefully correct the record and or debunk them. So um, do you guys want to jump right in before we start? Do you have anything you got to say, Luke, or no? Uh, I, okay. Uh, number one, her voice is very bothersome to me. Lynn Wilder. I just can't stand it. So I'm just going to say it now. And I had to listen to it for all these clips. So I'm just going to say that now and I'm not going to bring it up again. I just need to get that out of my system beforehand. Okay. That that's, that's funny. So here, let's, let, let's get it started. And I got to say before it starts though, looking at the face, you know, she is just stoked out of her mind. Before she talks, I know, (laughs) I know who I know these girls are all over the South. They're the freaking, is she Southern? Is Ali no, Beth no? She's Southern in it's spirit. The she's yeah. the. These are the Chick Fil A drive-through Christian moms who have their teenage girls. They're wearing the little freaking Adidas shorts that go right here in the long T-shirts with their chacos, and they sit around with their Bible study because every everything's got to be highlighted. All their Bibles are highlighted to a point where you may as well highlight nothing. And yeah. then the minute you meet, they meet anybody who's different at all. Oh. I'm just going to pray for you so you can understand <laughs> oh, who Jesus those. really is. I actually have a testament. No, if you're different than me, then that's bad. And anybody who's different <laughs> is going to hell. 
Because my pastor told me. Well, you know what? You're, you're you're banging your pastor. We all know that. Okay, that's been uncovered a million times in oh, like no. the Houston Chronicle. Oh, I don't. These people. Oh, I grew up with them. I I would. I doubt. One hand behind my that. back. I'll fight all of them with one arm. I okay. okay all of them. Hold Not on. The women. That'd be bad. Quaku's got his thing with the evangelicals. Like just okay. that's true. There it is. I, down. Down. I don't guys. think you can tell what she's getting. We also have face. conspiracy theories. Yes, those are the fun ones. But she's literally leaning in to do that. So it's well, no, Lynn. part of the satanic cult. What was it like? <laughs> what, like oh, God. Okay, well, I don't think she has an accent, but I will say that I definitely, I cannot look at that face right there and not feel like the anti-Mormon is getting the red meat that it wants. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, it's no. Like, like, really happy. So anyway, This look, is how we're starting the podcast. I was like saying, immediately, immediately poisoning the well, well with and, and, attacking and, and, their voice and attacking well, their looks. I know. I was about to say, we have done zero substantive arguments at this point, okay? Let they it be known. like Sadie Robertson, I wouldn't have a problem. I'm the one who attacks people. Let, let Sadie Robertson is the best of these. If they were all like her, I wouldn't have a problem. But I know exactly what she's... I've seen that look before. Well, I was going to say... she's doing it. I've seen I was going to say, as the oldest one in this group, that... This face that we are beholding right now, the one that's on the screen, is everything that made it. This is the birth of wokeism. This is what the Christian right looked like in the 70s and 80s that made oh, no. it so that all of the liberal arguments that led to wokeism against this. That said, is this is what the Christian right that bothered ah. everybody in birth wokeism looks like. But so none of with this that said, none of this applies to the arguments they're about to make. Yeah. So it's not technically ad hominem. Okay. Just, just bad form. Just, 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 just bad mean. form. Just bad yeah. form. Okay, so we're done with our bad form arguments. We're getting the good form ones here pretty soon. <laughs> oh, All right. Man. So so here we go. With her argument numero uno. My name is Lynn Wilder. I was Mormon for 30 years. In fact, I worked for the Mormon Church at Brigham Young University as a tenured professor. And um, salvation came to my household a few years ago. I left Mormonism, wrote a book, and that book has sold more every year than it did the year before for the last eight or nine years. But God, right? Yes. So could you take us back to how you became a Mormon? Because you and your husband, you were not raised Mormon. So is that correct? That's No, I, I actually grew up going to a Presbyterian church okay. every week. My husband grew up Baptist. But I could tell you neither of us opened the word. I couldn't have told you even how someone got saved. It was definitely kind of cultural Christianity mm-hmm. for me. I would say I was a nominal Christian. Okay, so what? what, Why did you clip that one, Lucas? I don't get that one. What were your thoughts behind that? So this is this is just setting the stage for for who this lady is. But also, I wanted to point out the part where she said that she was very nominal Christian and didn't know her faith before joining the church. That's going to be a through line through this entire thing. And then said that she was a BYU professor, as though that means she knew the gospel well. Yeah. And in other talks, she said she was Relief Society president, temple worker, husband was a high priest, did okay, all the Mormon so we're just things. Warming up. Okay. We're just warming yeah. up and we're, we're getting the credentials. Bro, yeah. Okay, first. You could be. They need temple workers like crazy. It's not hard to work at the temple. We need them. <laughs> Second, your husband's a high priest. Okay, so he was over the age of forty. Yeah. And third, you're a Relief Society president. Hey, 
It's going to happen eventually. There's only so many people in your ward. You're going to get the, at some point, this is roulette. What? But the evangelicals, they're listening. They think that's an impressive. They think any of those things are like, oh, that must be rare for you to be every, like, this is how they manipulate their audience. Yes. They're Chick-fil-A eating, fat Southern, (laughs) Chris Tomlin worshiping, VBS People, oh, da, 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 da. I, oh, I'm, I'm and, and they, they list wow. all of this credibility that they have as though that means that they know more than your Guys, average member. Literally, we're burying the lead here. I know, but like my mom has more qualifications than this person, and she's still in the church. Okay. So does that mean everyone should be okay? And for, what the heck for anybody that's watching this for the first time and doesn't understand in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, unlike evangelicals such as Ali Beth Stuckey and the others. You don't get paid to preach. We don't believe in priestcraft. It's all done by volunteers. So one year you may be the bishop of the congregation in charge of allocating large amounts of funds, making sure the welfare program works, making sure the youth program works. But the next year you might just be playing piano in Sunday school. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it, we we play a little bit of a Russian roulette, a little bit of musical chairs with all of our volunteers to make sure everything happens. But that way you don't have to be paid to preach which keeps you from telling the truth. She was not Sherry Do. You know what I'm yeah. saying? She was not <laughs> Julie B. Beck. She's pre- but her the little Evangs listening think that she was some high. No one knows her from a freaking. She pen- does. She does have a pretty good general conference woman voice. Like uh, she no, she doesn't. Like no, she doesn't. It's too <laughs> shaky. She looks like she like manages our needers. Okay, yeah. and now we're sitting here pretending like she's freaking the prophet's wife. Okay, oh. okay, so here we go. We're going to play and let <laughs> her speak for herself. I've actually probably, oh, I think this, I'm Facebook okay, okay. with this woman. I feel hold bad. on, hold on. Okay. Can can we, before we do that, Cardin? Yeah, what? I'm, I'm going to take you, because she spends a long time talking about her story, so I'm just going to take it through for everybody really quick, okay. what she talks about in the podcast. She was a Christian, missionaries knock on the door, she becomes very Mormon after joining the church in her 20s, is in the church for 30 years, her son goes on a mission, and a Baptist preacher tells him to read the New Testament, which apparently he has never done before in his life. He like reads the New Mormon. Testament. Lazy yeah, like learning! Good Mormon. No good <laughs> reads Mormon the New Testament, Testament, realizes that Uh, He only needs Jesus and not the priesthood or anything like that or the commandments. Leaves the church. She's really confused. He tells her, Mom, just read the New Testament. She does it and gets converted to real Christianity. Doesn't she claim that she never... So that's her story. So she said... And she also... Doesn't she claim that she like... that she Guys, can we let her speak? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You know what I'm saying? Okay, no, Jacob's right. Because this this part is not not a circle. But it's also, but it's also, it's important because she lies and says that the church discourages us from reading the Bible. So let's get to that. We'll get to that. Her speak. But one, we'll get to that as you're getting there. Oh my gosh, you guys can't stop. Just the one thing. (laughs) One thing. She says she was a devout Mormon, like the most Mormon of Mormons, and hasn't read the New Testament. Yeah, right. Oh, that's true. Okay, so good. Did we all get it out of our systems? No. No. Uh, okay, okay. I'm going to pretend to be very angry for the whole... I built up the energy. Uh, okay. So now I have to maintain this energy for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> the bar Jordan. has been set. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. This is what she has to say. In many ways are wonderful people, although I felt I had to do those things in Mormonism. It is performance-based religion. You need to do things in order to please God that he might save you. Wait a minute. Does that does that ring a bell with anybody? That's exactly what Islam teaches. Mm-hmm. If you what? do... What? Abs- <laughs> 
You know what? Pause it. Pause it. No, no, no. Pause no, no, no. Go to the end. Go to the end. Hilarious. I'm sorry. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I declare fatwa on you. <laughs> what is this woman? They always do that. They all, this is all that uh, James White invented this thing. Yes, yes. Uh, literally, it's countdown to they bring because I'm telling you, their audience is full of and look, I'm not I am not some some leftist dude who thinks that all Republicans are are, are bigots. I don't think that at all. This audience specifically is the Midwest to Southern Christian pastel pipeline. Of has never been exposed to any other culture except with that within their Kentucky cul-de-sac. So the minute they hear the word Islam, they go, well, that must be terrible. And so if they can find a way to equate Mormons to Islam, the entire audience of all the young women in their high school congregation right there listening think, oh, they're just like, but you can do that with anything. But this is what James White's invented that style and she's following it. And then, and, and they always do the same thing. It's performance based. Like it's Islam. It, it's Islam. And then they don't believe in grace. And the Book of Mormon can't be true. That's always, a, they always follow that exact same pattern. So she's going to bring a grace, I guarantee it. And she's never yes. going to actually define what grace is. And, and she's, she's going to do exactly. a bad job. Of I, I think it's a little worse than that, actually. About it. Oh, and notice, there's not, a, she's, there's not a Mormon that Ali Beth Sucky's going to interview or a Muslim. There's yep. not either. So, so, so now I, I am now being lumped in with Muslims. A religion I've never been a part of, and now we're like, guess we're fighting Stucky together, huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, can we go to maybe her 15th second speaking? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. So here we go. We're going to let her finish her own clip and see what she has to say. Y and Z and do the five pillars, and then you've done enough good works by the end of your life, Allah might save you, mm. right? Mormonism is just like that. There is no assurance of salvation. And so you're just working yourself. Wait, they just criticized us for saying that there is an assurance of salvation by manipulating our doctrine that the physical resurrection is free through the atonement of Christ, but spiritual salvation comes through living the gospel. How you can't have it both ways. How dare you expect these people to be consistent in their arguments? (laughs) How dare you? Wait, wait, well, also, also, Here's how you know. No, just, this, just wait for it. This is nothing but bleep this out writing, okay? Uh, yeah. Because one, <laughs> she just gives the the worst explanation of the five pillars of Islam I've yes. never heard. Yes. Okay. And Ali Beth just goes, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's I also has no idea what that even means. I, I, I guarantee you. What if I if I well, was hold on. Christian talking to like a Hindu audience and I was like Listen, they don't have an assurance of eternity. They just follow these things called Ten Commandments. Very strict. They have ten rules, and that's it. They don't really understand. That is the same weight of rationality that she's giving. It, it is a lazy throwaway, and Ali Beth is all over this. And by the way, I have Ali Beth's tweets pulled up. I'll just show after this why I hate Ali Beth Stuckey's uh, words, not her. Uh, okay. okay. Her, not her. I mean, her okay. words, not Let, her. Let's finish here seeing what she's got to say. We're through clip two of 11 now. Okay, uh, so crazy. Everything revolves around self. That's the way it is in performance-based religion, because you're constantly trying to measure yourself against other people and what they're doing and making sure that you're ticking off all the boxes. This this sounds like a her problem. Yeah, that sounds like it's specific to you. (laughs) Like, we're literally taught not to do that in the church. 
What I, is this woman? I, I was. I never read the New Testament, and I only cared it's, about myself. That, 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 I'm yeah, sorry. That's yeah. got to be maybe, all of us now. Maybe, maybe she could have read the actual Book of Mormon, which says, "Yea, come unto Christ and be perfected in Him, and deny yourselves of all ungodliness." And then it says, um, "Then is His grace sufficient for you?" That by his grace, ye may be made perfect in Christ. All right. Rock on. Okay. Let's keep going. Wait until the last sentence of this clip. Oh, no. You guys have exploded too early. Wait until the last sentence. I see now that man is nothing. Okay. (laughs) Says in the Pearl of Great Price. Yes. (laughs) I see now that man is nothing. A thing I which I could not, I did not understand. That's written in our Joseph Smith scripture that she apparently read and got away from that. Wow, must be everything. (laughs) The natural man is an enemy to God. Oh, I wonder she skipped that one. Okay, so here we go. Let's let her, let's ride this out. And that you're um, doing things for God that he might be pleased with, right? That you might be saved in the end. So, um, I just got more and more exhausted doing those kind of things. I went face down at 54 and I cried and cried and cried. Why didn't anybody tell me I'm 54 years old that I needed a savior, right? Oh, wait, wait, there wait, are 13 what? articles of. Wait, wait a second. <laughs> what? <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Brad, After 30 Brad, years in the church, Brad's I didn't know I needed Brad's a savior. Gone. We lost him. <laughs> we lost Brad. She is unironically <laughs> making the claim the that Unreal. she spent that, I guess, decades in the LDS church. Reading, and no one ever told her she needed a savior. Reading the Book of Mormon, well, another testament of Jesus Christ. And no one and, wants and, she, and since man had fallen, he could not in many of himself the sufferings and death of Christ atone for their sins through faith and repentance. Alma 2214. Lynn, let's, Lynn, wait, let's watch this one again. Hold on. Let's watch this one again. I can't believe what I heard. Hold on. What'd she say? She was tell me I'm 50. Okay, hold on. G four years old that I needed a savior. Oh okay. my God. Oh my gosh. It, either this woman is lying or was she not is. or was not paying attention for 30 years or she, had the okay. worst ward in history no. that there's no. a sliver of a possibility there's no ward no possibility <laughs> no nope. lucas is trying to jump in lucas sorry lucas. i know hey i pulled up these clips i had to listen to this whole thing yeah. <laughs> i need to speak here about this okay okay so she left the church in 2006 uh, distorted memory. If I'm giving her benefit of the doubt, I don't think she knows what she's talking about at this point. It's been 16 years. She's just been saying what the other Christians want her to say and been getting positive feedback for it. And I think over a number of years she has, and we're going to see that in another clip. Oh um, going back to the first clip, this is exactly where I put that first clip in there where she said, I was just a cultural Christian before I joined the Mormons. You kept that same practice up the entire 30 years you were in the church. Yeah. Like that's pretty clear. And then later she's going to say that the church was kind of insidious. I didn't put this in here because it's like an hour and a half long podcast, but she's saying, Oh, they told us to read the book of Mormon with our families. And then once we finished, they told us to read it again. So I never had the chance to read the new Testament. It's like, well, if you were reading the book of Mormon, it has the density of talking about Jesus Christ is so much higher in the book of Mormon than anywhere else. You can't get away with saying these other statements unless you're talking to someone that has no idea about the book of Mormon at all. 
Yeah. So it, for real. Yeah. What okay. did she expect us to believe? That Dalinay chokes Helder at gunpoint. It's like, you finish, Moroni? Yeah. You better start Nephi Get now. Get back to Nephi again. <laughs> start just, with the introduction. I'm just the gospel of John. Open Nephi. Like, that's not what happened. Yeah, and, and as if in the church office building, they're sitting there like, okay, guys, we need to make sure they never crack open the New Testament. How do we do this? Make sure that they're reading only the Book of Mormon on repeat. And if they ever have a chance, no. Also, also she's also acting as if, one, the church doesn't have Sunday school in which every year we focus on a new scripture. Well, We've Within her lifetime, the church has studied the New Testament almost I, a dozen times for an entire year. My second year of teaching seminary, it was all New Testament. It isn't, isn't the really funny irony right now? What are we studying in Come Follow Me this year? New Testament. New Testament. Sweet. Yeah. We're studying John 1, and she's going to bring that up later. Oh, okay. no. Hold on. Here we go. In fact, here's clip three. Let's just go in. Clip yep. three. Let's see yep. what you got to say. There are 13 articles of faith, and it's Mormon scripture. And one of them, you just alluded to, says, um, we believe the Bible to be the word of God as far as it's translated correctly. See, the people that argue about which translation they're going to use and, and who's superior and are you looking at the coin Greek or are you reading Hebrew yeah. or Aramaic oh I use the NIV so I'm better than your KGV but this guy over here has got the ESV and I think all of us are going to enjoy reading the Reina Valera with the, the, the <laughs> Spanish speaking crew like are you kidding me and and let's not even start on exegesis yeah, <laughs> and and being like, hmm, does the, what does the Bible really say? Okay, yeah, you believe it as far as it's translated correctly too, you freaking the weirdo. People that insert a Trinitarian doctrine that the word the Trinity does not show up once in the Bible, yet the people that argue Trinitarian doctrine against us all day long want to talk about whether or not the Bible's translated correctly. Oh, okay. She's got to keep going. There's pro look, well, we're, we're not okay, going to through the so, Lucas, hit us. In in another video, so this isn't this one, so I didn't grab this clip because I had spent enough time listening to her already, but in another video, she's talking about how I didn't know there was other Bible translations. And then I learned that there were ones that were better than the KJV. And I asked my fellow BYU professors, why don't we use those ones? It's like, okay, so you believe that the Bible should have the best translation possible, <laughs> but you're also accusing us of believing the Bible should I have the best translation possible. In my New Testament class with Professor Turley to specifically choose and buy the only textbook we had for that class. He provided us photocopies of everything else. The only textbook I had to buy was a different translation of my choice. So it, it, it usually in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we prefer the King James Version. And the church has said, due to its traditional nature and, you know, it's generally poetic nature, we still use the King James Version. There's plenty of other uh, churches that do the same for the exact same reason. But when we teach as a religious academic credit requirement from BYU, the New Testament class, which is also a religious academic requirement at BYU to graduate, <laughs> we have to specifically choose... A different version of the Bible and a different translation so we understand it like this. Okay, okay, first, here's what I'm sorry. I'm not giving her the benefit of the doubt. She's lying. Yeah, it's just manipulative. You're going to tell me you became a professor of a universe, a religious university, and you didn't know. You did not know in your 30s that, that there are more translations than the Bible. 
How, how did you not know that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are going to tell me um, you were a professor at a high university and you did not know other versions of the Bible existed. And, and you at, were raised. You were raised normal Christian. Nominal or not, and you're look lying. At, look She's at, lying. But to me, this is also an indictment of the evangelical and the Protestant uh, community of America. They act like they're so knowledgeable about Mormons. But if you can lap it up with this big fat smile on your face, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Th- then you know you're the you're the girl that loves it when the guy lies to you saying that he's only got eyes for you and has only ever loved you and says all the romantic garbage when you know that he's cheating on you, but you just want to hear it so badly. This is why romance novels work on women like Ali Beth Stuckey, because they'd rather believe the lie that tastes good because they have such a personal bias towards an unachievable goal than to understand the reality that Mormonism is hated by you, your pastors and your traditions and your creeds because we stole all your converts and we're still baptizing more people than you are. Also, she was a psychology professor. Oh, well, then you know it's just uh, witchcraft. Like, I'm <laughs> but, no, sorry. I, just, I don't <laughs> so trust Quaku, Now I distrust her more. Quaku is definitely yes. against this woman. Okay, so. Wow. Um, but I mean, she's clearly lying. There's not one person. I'm not prepared to say lying. I think she just might have some she, other issues. She could have been so outrageously lazy that she just never noticed. I was a theater no. major and I knew there were different translations no. of the Bible. You, but like, you, what the, the heck? The, the, I don't know, man. The 15 year olds that I teach Sunday school to know. I knew that when that I was there's six. different translations. Okay. Now, granted, this was the late '90s. I don't know quite what church culture was like back then, so I, I do I'm doing some benefit of the doubt, but I, that doesn't mean she's not wrong. No, she's yeah. wrong. She's wrong. And worse than being wrong, she's presenting this as though it's the typical Mormon narrative. Yeah, okay. which is gross. So actually. let's keep going. We haven't. Oh, we haven't. Let there her is zero yet. nuance in this whole thing. We we haven't let her finish yet, but let's see what she has. We're gonna we yeah. start this over. Let's not interrupt. Let's see what our friend Lynn Wilder has to say. There are 13 articles of faith, and it's Mormon scripture, and one of them, you just alluded to, says, um, we believe the Bible to be the word of God as far as it's translated correctly. They really don't believe the Bible is 100% the word of God. But what I realized was, God is so big, he can easily keep every word of his word together down through the ages. I heard a pastor say one time, the Bible says it's the word of God 3,800 times. Do you think he's trying to tell us something? Right. What kind of God lets somebody corrupt his word? Right. It's like the 30,000 archaeological digs for the Old Testament alone. Not one for the Book of Mormon. Wait, isn't God trying to show? Okay. Okay. You anti-loser. She's 100% a liar. Okay. There's no way. There's no way you can be this stupid. You, you would have to be <laughs> so lying. stupid. Bro, she's a liar. She's lying. Here's, here's the thing that bugs me. If you guys, <clears throat> let me give some advice to you, Allie, and to all of you guys who want to attack the church. Girls. Guys is gender neutral. Guys, all right. Yeah. Yeah, the Chick-fil-A, whatever. Here's yeah. the thing. If you actually want to go after us, 
By the way, I can't dog on Chick-fil-A too much because one of my customers owns a Chick-fil-A and it is the best chicken sandwich in town. I agree. And I really like that they always stick it to the woke scolds. So, you know, we should, we'll we'll, we'll choose a different. uh, And there's a Chick-fil-A on BYU campus. So I'm I'm a big fan of (laughs) Chick-fil-A sauce is like, it's delicious. It's basically amazing. But we all know what pug face people were talking about. But (laughs) the thing is this. (laughs) Okay. If you want to attack us, don't attack us with straw men. Because the problem is you actually, like I'm giving you advice, Allie and Lynn. If you guys actually attack a steel man version of our arguments. You'll look so much better. You'll look good. Like we'll actually listen. But when you just go out and say stuff that is not true, that we don't actually believe, you're just going to strengthen our resolve against you. And we're all just going to be like, you're not trustworthy. You're a liar. All this kind of stuff. So do yourself a favor and actually engage with the actual parts of what we believe, because you can do that. Like, there's like critiques that can be made. Like we're we're talking with the Hello Saints guy, and yeah. he is not on the same page <clears throat> as us about everything, but he's willing to engage with us and try to understand where we're coming from. Hey, uh, unlike this, yeah, moment. we have to start putting more asterisks in now that we're dealing with the Hello Saints guy because he seems like nice and intellectually honest enough to at least engage and try. Well, um, we're, we're usually when we like you know lump all of these evangelicals together, we are talking about the cruel, vindictive, right. or emotionally okay. unhonest ones. And, uh-huh. and just for the evangelicals on her team that are watching this, you know, they've been touring in her son's bus or whatever. Okay, so first, she has such a backwards style of logic. Because she's saying, the Bible says 3,800 times. Okay, I won't do her voice. Can I, wait, can I take this quick? That uh, it's the word of God. The Bible did not come out at once. It was not dropped from heaven. The specific revelations, okay, from God is the word of God. And I do believe that collected together, you can say the Bible is the word of God. But then why does Jesus quote the book of Enoch? Which yep. was taken out of the Bible because Jesus quotes it explicitly many well, times. Well, it's also in Jude, and it's yes. also in yeah. So okay. and then and then let me solidify this. Let me solidify okay. this. The Bible Cardin. doesn't say what um, the Bible is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. So she's operating, hoping that those listening to her are coming from a standpoint of ignorance, having yep. never really thought about that subject as to when the Bible was finally compiled. Because guess what? Pre-printing press. That Bible was not the same Bible that you and I have. Mm-hmm. And even to this day, go to Ethiopia and go to Armenia. They will say that your Bible is incomplete because they can trace theirs back to better original transcripts than you can, Western man. That's the Russian so, argument as well. The, yes. The, it, so so yeah. these people, I'm saying, are operating from a, I call it the Kentucky cul-de-sac. Just the straight up <laughs> suburban Christian. My pastor says so. We eat Chick Fil A on Wednesday nights. This is the only thing we'll ever learn. It is the most correlated, boring, pastel version of Christianity that Jesus would not recognize. And the last thing I'll add on to that: if if you really look into the Bible, you can, without any other external source, you can find. A number of books that apostles and prophets are quoting that do not exist within the Bible. So could I not make the same argument and say, if God is such a big God, why couldn't he keep (laughs) all of those books together? 
I mean, it, the, the logic this woman uses. And by the way, there's no Mormon that's asking those questions. I had no clue there was other. And then one day I was like, hey, why can't God keep it all together? It's like she was never even LDS. Yes. This is a blog post and written in 2007 by a fat pastor who hates <laughs> us. And she's going down the list of this is what they want to hear. And that's why the first thing she said was how well her book is selling. Because this is priestcraft, priestess craft about how to make money. Yeah. Okay. And and one thing that I want to say, Ooh, because we need going. to address it, because uh, okay. she <laughs> talked about there's all of these archaeological digs that support the Bible. They weren't always there. Was it false? And why aren't all archaeologists Christians? Yeah, why aren't ar all archaeologists Christians? Well, that's also just their tribalism and their problem. But and what does she and, say? And not, she's not one for the Book of Mormon? Yeah. That's just not, that's verifiably false. Yeah, she's... Uh, Today you guys put out videos about that. We yeah. found Today. a city the size of Chicago underground in South America when all her buddies were saying it never existed. They just or that dark-skinned people weren't so smart and didn't travel large uh, amounts of time. They're not close. Go watch the lost city of Z and when all the Englishmen are saying, how dare you say that the savages could have civilization? And, and, yeah, yeah, this is blasphemy. And, like, and, it's like and they just found horse bones in Mesoamerica that matched the right time. So like literally everything that they use as an argument against the church, they, they like just don't okay. even look. They don't even care. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. I'll I thought we my mind. I know you you guys are going. I'm wait, wait, wait. Are we are we finished with that? Did we get to the end of clip no, three? No, we're not down with the end of clip three yet. Oh, Here okay. it goes. Here's the okay. rest of clip three. Uh roll tape. Oh, you right that this Bible is reliable. Now, here's what I've learned over the years. Poor Paul. Wait for it. Wait for it. He'd go a place. He'd preach the gospel of grace. Jesus did it all for you. And someone would come right behind him and teach performance-based religion. Paul's 13 epistles are all about setting up churches and someone coming behind him with a false gospel. And then he has to go back to that area yeah. and say, no, remember the gospel I brought. And if it does change, you don't have the same God. Mm -hmm. so close. You okay. don't have the same I'm gonna, gospel. I'm going to be Mr. Obvious oh, here and say, Lynn, wouldn't it be great to have a modern prophet to debunk all the people that are misquoting scripture like they did back with Paul? Uh -huh. Wouldn't it be awfully convenient? She's she's citing evidence of the great apostasy right here and can't see it. Wow. And one of those people that was going about teaching about uh, works was James, who's in your Bible, who says, for just Ali, the body. The very oh, oh, all right, sorry, repeat that scripture. I was just going to say that faith without works is dead, which is what James taught. But apparently. And by the way, by the way, you know, whatever evangelical youth group is listening to this right now on a Wednesday night going, wow, all the Mormons at my high school are going to hell. Yep. They have never been taught once by anyone in that church leadership that the apostles of the New Testament vehemently disagree. They've not been taught that. Peter and Paul very clearly disagree. Mm -hmm. And James is on Peter's side. Yeah, mm -hmm. There's not that money on Paul's side, you hate to say and it. Who, but like, who walked with Jesus, by the way? Just, just saying. Okay. Can we get back to what she now, We about? still love Paul. Paul was better than so did we, of them. All of them combined. Yeah. Uh, That's I, I mean, these guys. She's are, not following Jesus. She's following Paul. And in fact, she's following, she's following her, interpretation her interpretation. Her interpretation. Because Paul, remember, Paul was speaking to 
a lot of the times to Jewish audience and Jewish people who did want to incorporate back in a works-based religion and, and, and deny grace, yes. which is which was a true heresy. We do believe you're saved by grace. Yes. She just has a bastardized understanding of what grace is and how it works. Okay, yeah. so here we go. We're going to let her finish clip five. Oh, you got something to say, Luke? Okay, yeah. I was just going to say, let's skip clip four because we were still on three and go to clip five because that's kind of a continuation of Bible stuff. So, okay, here we go. Yeah, clip, clip five. five. First this time? is the first time she's ever read the New Testament. Oh, wow. Allegedly. Only the very first verse I read was in the beginning was the word I think that's Jesus and the word was with God and the word was God and I went Jesus wasn't God from the beginning he was a man he earned his godhood right there right there these plain truths are all over the bible and the bible's consistent it doesn't have scriptures that are on one side and pause, on the other it, side pause like pause mormonism pause. what this is has the same energy as my daughter came to me and said is donald trump really going to be president of the United <laughs> States? and i held her and said i'm sorry and then we cried together like i've never heard a bigger bs we cried story. in fear knowing that he was going to kick out all the muslims that's why i got a national tv to talk about my religious affiliation <laughs> that is in risk of getting uh, uh uh deported do you remember that big story or supposedly that woman wrote uh the open letter about how her and her daughter cried when donald trump was elected because they were going to kick out all the muslims because of the muslim ban oh no no and, uh, you, you, it was, yeah it's this big thing that was passed around it's like that same emotionally manipulative um mm, we're moving on i'm not gonna fall into the same I, trap you guys did she just she just so desperately misunderstands Okay. Everything. She's lying about her story. Just, just attack our actual arguments, you guys. Like, there's lots of weird stuff that you can attack that we have. Like, <laughs> we're not that hard of a target. Like, uh -huh. hit the target that we actually give wait, you, wait, not you're, you're made up stuff. Me, she literally expects us to believe. Never read the New Testament. Professor at BYU. Okay, sure. Uh, missed all the come fault, whatever. And and now she's going. The word was with God. The word was God. Jesus earned his godhead from the beginning. It's the god of the Mormons. Whoops, sorry. She expects us to believe that was her actual reaction. Okay, so this is the only thing I am going to say it's about insane. this. insane. Um, this woman, I, I, I don't know if I'm prepared yet to say she's lying. It seems like she is, but I, I'm not as vindictive as you. Um, but <laughs> I, I will say she has not. I really feel like she shouldn't be attacking the church, but she should be thanking it because she hasn't shown me enough really intelligence or acumen for me to believe that she was a professor of much of anything other than maybe a, like maybe we should give sister so-and-so a job of a small psychology class that doesn't really matter <laughs> you know what i'm saying oh no because they, I, I mean, they actually pawned off the diversity classes onto her what you, you had to do diversity classes for accreditation and so they pawned off the first set of those classes onto her it's true you, that is oh, what they said in it oh, oh, they said yeah. <laughs> she got put on diversity duty because they had to do it <laughs> you also you can't put this in she she taught psychology in Okay. Oh no. She had nothing to do with the religion department. Oh but yeah. She, but by the way, go watch more of her stuff on YouTube. She does not clarify what she taught. And so when you listen to her talks or sermons, so on I YouTube, was right in my judgmental bastard outlook. Yeah, that, she okay. she loot. She makes it seem as if she was a religion professor. Really? Yes. Oh, that what is a one of the charlatan she uses. What a literal charlatan. 
Okay, cool. Let's okay, go on. Hold on. I need to, I need to point out two funny things about this clip. Okay, okay. Two funny things about the first time reading the Bible. Number one, if you are opening the t- New Testament for the first time, why is the very first verse you read in John yeah. in the fourth book of the New Testament? Yeah, it doesn't good make point. any sense. Good point. Finger slip. Good point. <laughs> yeah, it's where you you pray and then you open the scriptures to the verse that you need that day. Yeah, that's what was going on there. And then number two is that you can go and look up when general authorities quote scriptures in general conference talk. So I said, what the heck? Let's look at when John 1 1 was quoted in General Conference. The three times it was most directly quoted in General Conference was 1992, 1994, and 1997, all during the time that she was very Mormon and only looking at the Mormon scriptures and not the New Testament. So she heard it. She heard it. If she was doing very Mormon and wasn't reading her New Testament, she still heard that verse. Uh, She, she, if she was, remember, she's, are you kidding me? BYU professors, they go to General Conference. Okay, so know. here we go. Clip number six, changing God. Interesting. Okay. The God of the Mormons changes, and they like that about him. He updates with the times. Mm-hmm. I think some people might think, well, the Christian church has done the same thing. The Christian church, a large portion of the Christian church used to be pro-slavery or pro-segregation or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And Like all the evangelicals and Baptists, like Ali Beth Stuckey, Stuckey, who literally has a division between the first and the second Baptist church because they were angry about black people showing up in the pews. Three we, days ago, Ali Beth Stuckey responded positively to a tweet by Pedro Gonzalez attacking Martin Luther King. What? I'm not kidding. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Oh, dude. Like, she's not. Oh, these people have not changed. And then Allie Beth Stuckey, like, gosh, so, I, just, I, I don't want to. Well, the, the funny thing is, is Allie has kind of come in and interrupted because she's trying to intercept the argument because she knows that's used against other Christians. Uh, so Lynn's talking about, oh, God changes and they like that. And she's like, hold on, I need to take care of this before people say, hey, you're making the argument that they make against you. So she's going to brilliantly deflect if we just continue the clip, okay. deflect this charge against other Christians. OK, so here we go. Let's see what she's got to say. Our good friend, Ali Beth Stucky Stucky with Lynn Wilder. But I would say the difference is, is that Christians did not change um, biblical doctrine. They did not say that God changed, but they realized that actually in being pro-slavery or being pro-whatever degeneracy and immorality they were, that those who professed to be Christians and aligned with those things were in the wrong. It really? wasn't that was God had Abraham Lincoln sent troops and burned down your churches. <laughs> <laughs> really? It wasn't because you lost the war <laughs> when the union army mollywop you guys and, and suddenly you had nothing. And you're willing to give that level of grace to the evangelical churches, but completely ignore. She gave more grace to slave traffickers <laughs> than she gave to Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she just did. Listen, 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 I'm fair. I'm okay with attacking Mormons, but attacking the Confederacy is where I draw the line. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Literally, like we don't believe that God is just changeable. We believe in updated revelation. That's very I different. I the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, and scripture way, never changed. Yes, scripture believes. never changed. Here's That's what she is making out to be. That never happened. Yeah, well, what Ali Beth Stuckey doesn't realize is she believes also in continuing revelation as well. In the book of Acts. Yes. Previously, they never taught the gospel directly to Greeks because Jews would not associate with the Gentiles until 
the famous vision where, you know, Peter is on his knees and he prays and God shows him the sheet with all the unwashing animals and tells him to eat symbolic of the fact that they must now go amongst the unwashing and teach to the Gentiles. Ali Beth believes that is scripture. She believes just has forgotten that doctrine changed. God changed his mind for a reason. And that reason was given to man through revelation. And that man was called a prophet. So Ali Beth just doesn't like that. That prophet wasn't in the Bible. She likes this sola scriptura nonsense. That is one of those abominable creeds that keeps you from progressing. Okay, let's keep going. Here we go. Well, it's, it's even worse because there was the one where God was going to destroy the city. And then well, what if there's 60? What if there's 50? What if there's 40? And it's God changing his mind again and again and again and again and again. Good point. Oh, that's a really good point. You're in the club. We just need a treehouse now. So um, here we go. Let's finish up clip number six, changing God. It was that there were Christians who were in sin and who were not in alignment with the Bible, which has stayed consistent throughout the ages. So there is a difference there. Huh. All right. Wait, Let's, wait, 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 wait. And by the way, that, that's a very good way to downplay a, a massive atrocity. But, but uh, <laughs> first, first, what did they use to justify slavery? They used the Bible. Okay, because uh, guess what? Our book came out and said, by the way, slavery is wrong. Explicitly said and, it. And Mormons only adopted bad racial views in the late 1800s. From her buddies. From, from <laughs> all of the pressure of the Curse of Cain doctrine people in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Uh, this uh, Let's just hit the next clip. We only got six oh, more. Okay. Yes. Is this clip seven? Yeah, we're coming up on clip seven. Okay. I, I need and Mormonism. Whoops, whoops, sorry. I hit play on accident. I, I need your help on this. Pay very close attention to what she says and then try to explain to me what she's even talking about. Okay. Okay. We're going to do it. Here it is. So, clip yeah, seven. Focus. Got to focus. Here's clip seven part Mormon testimony. We going to be focusing. In Mormonism, there are five parts of a Mormon testimony. Jesus is only one of them. Right. So if you jettison Joseph Smith, you jettison the Book of Mormon, you're in trouble with yeah. the Mormon church. Wait, there's five. What is she talking about? Or five. Parts. There's five parts to a Mormon testimony, and Jesus Christ is only one of them. Joseph Smith is one, and the Book of Mormon's another one. What is she talking about? Okay, here's my best guess because yeah. I heard someone else bastardize this almost as bad, like today. Okay. And it took me like 10 minutes to figure out what they were trying to say. I think she might be talking about the baptismal interview questions. Yeah. Because it starts with, do you believe in God and Jesus Christ and in the Holy Ghost? Do you believe in the prophets? Right. So I think that that's what she's yeah, doing. I, I, would, I would guess, if I were going to guess the five, I would say it's Father in Heaven, Jesus Christ, Holy Ghost, Joseph Smith, that there was a restoration of the gospel. And that you sustain the living prophet. Uh, Book of Mormon was in there. Oh, the so Book of whatever. Mormon. She said Book of Mormon was one of them. Yeah. Uh, but there is another I, part. She has not demonstrated enough intelligence <laughs> for me to think that she was actually talking about a specific subset of questions. That's fair. I'll, I'll tell you right now. She probably doesn't even know th what the baptism. This is anti-Mormon garbage that she's just rehearsing. Like, like literally, she's a trained puppy that's getting money in the small, you know, lowercase circus act. All right. And that's the circus act of evangelical anti-Mormonism. And I'll tell you this much right now. I have a big problem with this. And my only big problem is that your testimony in the Book of Mormon is because why? Everybody look. What does it say on the cover? It is another testament of Jesus Christ. 
The only reason why we publicize this book is because it is another testament of Jesus Christ. Why would you have a, t- a testimony of the importance of the prophets? Because they speak on behalf of God. Because again, it's about the atonement in Jesus Christ. Just because we mentioned the buttresses of the building doesn't mean we don't believe in the foundation. And because the buttresses are keeping the foundation up. It's really that simple. And Jesus Christ, as he says many times in the Bible that she's apparently read, He's the chief cornerstone. Yeah. He called apostles and prophets just like they're in the Bible. Are there any evangelicals that actually believe this is what we believe? Like, yes. Probably way yes. too many. Well, yes. Probably way That's too many. Uh, what, 80 something thousand people that watch that video? But, but no, no, so but, but like actually believe it in their core. Not just like, like chicks watch rom-coms. But and, and, and you know they, they dude Cardin the amount I don't of, believe, the amount of dude, I don't believe every girl that has watched the Notebook actually think there's thinks there's a Ryan Gosling waiting for her. <laughs> In fact, I actually think that like ninety nine percent of women watch the Notebook, and there's a sixty or a seventy percent chance of them that thinks, oh, this was such a fun fantasy, and it could happen and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, they know they're a seven out of what? ten, and a seven out of ten dude, is all they're getting. What gonna is get. this have tangent? You, met, and, you know, like, what you is met, this tangent? Where you, are you? going well i'll tell you so i'm saying just are there evangelicals that really believe that we actually believe all of this nonsense some of them believe we have horns oh you know what you're right and i grew up next to the master's university and they got some really crazy kids over there um but really nice ones good christ-like ones too in all seriousness the amount of this is what bugs me more about this I, i she's lying she's crazy okay whatever the thing is is that it's the misrepresentation it's this isn't us. And the thing is, is that we're a big target. As I mentioned before, like there's plenty for us to talk about, but to just make up bull crap, like you don't have to, this is just, ah, it's, it's, it's frustrating to watch. It's frustrating. to watch. Okay. So let's keep going. I want to frustrate you even further now. Oh yeah. This one's frustrating. Oh, number eight already. So eight, here we go. Here's number eight with Lynn Wilder. Mormons can go to the higher heaven and be with God the Father. And so the middle one's Jesus. Mm -hmm. So Christians go there. Mm -hmm. They'll say Mormons who drink beer and Christians go to the middle one. Billy Graham, he'd be in the middle one, right? It's basically universal salvation and everyone else goes to the bottom kingdom. Even Hitler, they'll tell you, even Hitler's in the bottom kingdom. The only people that go to hell in Mormonism would be Satan, his minions, and those like me who who are apostates Mm -hmm. from the Mormon church. Huh. I don't know. After this interview, I'm kind of thinking I might agree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. No, no, no. No, 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 no. To to be a son of perdition, you have to have perfect knowledge. To be yeah. said of tradition, you have to have perfect knowledge. She has demonstrated that she is not qualified yeah, clearly, to go to outer darkness. She clearly, yeah, you're totally right, Luke. She read the scripture that says, he who lies shall be thrust into hell and went, they must be talking about me. <laughs> no, she's literally, she is, I, I mean, hey, I hope she that. repents of how big of a liar she is. Re- repeat, but, repeat that, Lucas, you brought up a good point. Yeah, she, it, Lucas, you're right. Repeat what you said. Oh, she, she, is, she has completely demonstrated that she is not qualified to go to the to the outer darkness because you have to have a perfect knowledge yeah. to go there she, she's actually Dang. repeating actually I'm, I'm actually going to back myself up because we need some actual quotes and data and stuff in here so joseph smith said he has got to say that the sun does not shine while he sees it he's got to deny jesus christ when the heavens have been opened unto him and spencer w kimball said it's impossible for the rank and file of the church to commit such a sin 
So and, there. And she's repeating the lie that is told by evangelical people, like the people who made that uh, uh, doc or the plan of salvation, like graphic that shows baptism with a little line down to outer darkness labeled apostasy that like, oh, as soon as you're baptized, if you ever leave, you're going straight to outer darkness. That's not true. I'm telling you now, if you ever see this, by the way, Lynn Wilder, that's 100% not true. Oh, we don't think that you're going funny, to outer darkness. Funny, funny thing. What? In Christianity, where do the apostates go? To hell. To hell. Where do the Mormons and, go? And where, where does she think we go? Where does she think we go? Where does this go? Like, they think I'm going she to outer darkness. It's like, well, you think we're all going to hell, <laughs> along with everyone who doesn't confess Jesus. Uh-huh. Like, confess Jesus the way they want. Yes. Because I've confessed yeah. Jesus. And confess the Trinity. Do you confess think that I'm going straight to hell? particular theology. Yeah, okay. So I'm blown away. Well, well, I'm blown away that this level of, like, stupidity or... Just like plain. Why is she at a toy? Why are they at a toy store? Having this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is like. Here's the thing. I feel like at least the evangelicals they've gotten a little bit better since like the 1990s. This is like old school 1990s Godmaker. This woman level is garbage. This woman is vapid. Why is there a Lego set behind her? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Domino's. What I don't. I have no what idea. What is that gingerbread okay. house? So, <laughs> so, and, and let's. Let's let's, let's what, what you got. What is so bad about what she's saying? Because at the beginning of the interview, it was so awful that this is a workspace religion. It's like most Islam and stuff. And now it's it's so bad that this is a universal salvation religion. Isn't it awful that they think the Christians are going to heaven? You yep. can't have both. It's like pick a side. She's speaking uh, side. sides of her mouth. Yeah. In fact, I think. Uh, but as long as they're separated by like twenty minutes, then it's fine. In fact, I think she's going directly to heaven because Adam and Eve to sin had to have a knowledge of good and evil, but she seems not to have a knowledge of anything. <laughs> so I, I actually think you're right. I was you're literally right. going to say she will die in, in her baby innocence. <laughs> I, I was going to say like we know that kids with special disabilities go to heaven, and like at this point, oh, no. I think if there's at least a, a professor no. of that, if there's a handicapped placard. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Cut. So you can park in I, I hear memes. Too, I much. Hear, I hear I memes too much. Memes being created with Lynn Wilder and special uh, needs. But I, just, I'm just like, I, I'm literally, how could you get it this wrong? How could you get it this it's wrong? It's obvious. It's intentional. So or can no, or, the, or there's a problem. Like I, I was, I'm, I was raised by a public educator who for 25 years worked with special needs people. You would be surprised. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? I, I am amazed well, at how, going down that route. <laughs> how how poor this misrepresentation is. At this point, I, I look, the anti-Mormons that actually fake they believe this are usually so much more charismatic. I can believe that they're just doing it out of pride because they're making so much money off this. I don't know. Look, well, let's, she was let's just, bragging about her book selling well. Oh, she, she got she has a whole following. Really? She's oh. got a big following? Lynn Wilder? Dude, I went to one of her events and fe- actually met her in person in in uh, Arizona. Well, let's get her on the show and ask her why she's such a liar. I would love to. I'd love to have Allie. Like, Allie, quick message to you, Allie. Allie, please talk to any one of us on this show. We I talk love- to her. All right, fine. <laughs> you talk, you? Not Quaku. But I, like, talk to an actual Latter-day Saint about what we actually believe. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to give you advice. So you can be more effective in getting us out of our cult. Because you're going to actually mm-hmm. talk to like what we actually believe instead of attacking what all of us are like, that isn't what we believe. So this is just silly. Okay. Like, man, hit it, hit it. Oh, all right. Let's go to number 11. Like, 
she how could she have actually had this experience okay look this one is titled conspiracy number one i want to and her her whole family her whole family actually Cardin, her whole family left the church all her sons her husband everything like a, after all of them served missions as well so i don't know what's going on they go there and, like do these big like we left the church and found jesus presentations yep. and they're like they're like touring mm-hmm. the country or something i don't know oh it's the something biggest like so let's go, let's go to number 11 okay thank you let's go to number 11 you guys will listen to lucas so here we go. Because Lucas is good. In recent years, though, it's only been maybe 15 years, maybe a little more, that Mormons are beginning to say I'm a Christian, mm-hmm. too. My suspicion, and this is only personal for me, is that, and I was a Mormon when this began, I think they were trying to promote a Mormon to run. Um, for office, they realized that if Christians thought that Romney was not in the body of Christ, that they might not vote for him. And so why does that matter? When I was Mormon, it mattered that we got a Mormon president. Why? Because Joseph Smith, the founder of Mormonism, had a prophecy that I was well aware of in Mormonism called the White Horse Prophecy. The White Horse Prophecy says that there will come a day when the U.S. Constitution will hang by a thread and a Mormon elder will ride in as on a white horse and save the United States of America. (laughs) This woman wants us to believe she got so deep into gospel stuff. She's read about the white horse prophecy, but never maneuvered her way into the Bible. (laughs) Never, Never found her way into the Bible. And Mitt Romney's run was a conspiracy by the Mormons to fulfill the White Horse prophecy. It all makes sense now, guys. Do you feel better now that you got your jarritos, brother? Yes. Mormons have never, ever been saying that they were followers of the body of Christ, but Mitt Romney needed the presidency, so they decided to, to, hey, what's the name on the building you went to every Sunday? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, she really wants us to believe she didn't know Jesus was our savior, but she knew about the white, white horse, horse prophecy. prophecy. But she also no, no, no. didn't know it was she, debunked. She knows. She knows that it was the it was the white horse prophecy, and it specifically was about Mitt Romney running for president, and that was what Mitt Romney's run was all about. It was a big I, conspiracy by the Mormon Church. I don't even. Hmm. This this is pretty interesting. This is insane. What's it like being an evangelical in the Midwest that believes Ali Beth Stuckey and? Lynn Wilder, like, if you can believe this, you can believe I, a lot of... Allie, Allie has some good... I, I actually <laughs> a, can appreciate some of her political commentary, but this kind of stuff is like, <laughs> Allie, you just shot yourself in the foot. Like, you have to... If you want to have any credibility, you don't bring on Lynn Wilder yeah. to talk about like what are you the doing? Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What are you doing? Like, if this is the quality of person you let on your show, how am I ever supposed to take you at your word about anything else? Okay, so here we go. Going into the next I get a lot of really phone calls. This, this one is the even worse conspiracy theory. Oh that one's the warm up. This second one is the worst one. Oh it gets worse. How? Yeah, this is the worst one because it has implications for your everyday um, Latter day Saints. I get a lot of phone calls from Christian organizations that'll say things like, 
I do homeschool, Christian homeschool. All of these Mormon families are all of a sudden joining our Christian homeschool, believing they're Christian too, but then they want to be leaders. I got a phone call a couple of months ago from a Christian publisher who does homeschool materials. He was quite frustrated because a lot of the people that used to buy his Christian homeschool materials are now buying Mormon Christian homeschool mm. materials. So the more so it is the grift. It is. It is. It they, they're is. pissed about the money. In the 1800s, we took all their converts. Entire congregations would leave from the evangelical church or the Baptist church or the Presbyterian church and move out west with uh, Brigham Young and the Saints or Joseph Smith and the Saints and everything. So they had to really quick parse together a bunch of reasons why in oh, the Bible somewhere it says you, you can't add stuff and they're adding so they're bad so they come back. You know what I'm saying? Because the tithe payers were leaving and they missed the tithe. Now you've got the homeschool book sales are dwindling <laughs> and they miss the homeschool book sales. Like what a pathetic thing to get angry about. But okay. Anyway, let's keep going. Mormon church has stepped into Christian homeschool curriculum. They will go to one of their wealthy people and say, would you please donate to this cause so that we can step into like Christians don't do that. The my pillow guy funded the anti-abortion movie. Let her he funded half of the charities on the West Coast. Let, the my pillow guy is your rich dude. Let, let her finish because I think she's about to say okay. they're doing it purposely to undermine mind Christians. Let's, well, let's, let's, she's going to go somewhere else with it. Actually, it's it's pretty phenomenal. I've seen this. Okay, interview. let's let's see let's see where this goes. Wealthy and people, and say, would you please donate to this cause so that we can step into this yeah. place? So there are now um, Christian curriculum being taught in Christian schools that are done by Mormon companies, right? Yeah. Because we all believe in Noah and his flood. <laughs> and and we know the scriptures so much better than you, Lynn. Oh, Holy crap. geez, that's true. Let's keep uh, going. So that takes us to another place, which is the chosen. So you oh. have a... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, really? Really? Oh, they went there. They're anti-chosen people. What oh, a loser. Funny. Christian oh filmmaker God. that Christians look to as a kind of cultural Christian icon. They're in advertisements that are asking Christians to donate to angel.com. Okay, it's a company that's owned by Mormons. <laughs> In my oh, place in ministry, this is what I deal with, wow. right? You have Christians. How much, how much vibe what here a is like Missouri circa 1837? No, this is separate waterfalls. Because it's like, yeah, it's literally like, like, did you know that there were Mormons yeah. involved in that? This, you can't go anywhere near those unclean I, Mormons. We, we can't not call this what it is. This is bigotry. This is religious bigotry. And this woman... Is just disgusting. This is something I give Mitt Romney extreme amounts of credit for, actually. I've been very vocal against Mitt Romney uh, in the past five years for some of his ideas, but I, he was not given the credit for the bravery that he had. He's the only person I know that has called out the head of the Southern Baptist Convention as uh -huh. a religious bigot. Oh, really? He is mm -hmm. on the record as having said, the Southern Baptist Convention, for example, not calling Mormons kids or I will not support it. It is religious bigotry. 
And wow. like, I got to tell you, Mitt Romney had some stones saying that, dude. Yeah. Because you know what I'm saying? Like, he would. Do you know what this reminds me of? What? Do you know what this uh, mindset reminds me of? It reminds me of the Jews going around Samaria so they wouldn't have to go and be next to the Samaritans. Yeah. Where the Jews would go around Samaria so they wouldn't even have to acknowledge the existence of the Samaritans and a lot of other excesses that uh, Christ called them out for. Now, I'm not saying that they are going to hell or anything like that. I'm just saying it's very concerning that this is what this reminds me of. And you need to cut it out, Christians. Like, we are trying to do important things here. The Chosen is the best interfaith collaborative effort that's reaching out to so many people. And you have to come in here and try to tear it all down just because... I don't know, there was some distributor who's a Mormon and you can't prove any doctrine and it is incorrect. You just don't like it because one Mormon touched it at one point during the yeah. time it was made. Yeah, it's, it's this it's so logical justification of segregated bathrooms. So, um, OK, here we go. Uh, finishing conspiracy number two with our friend Lynn Wilder place in ministry this is what i deal with wow. right you have christians who are afraid to step into conversations where um where the lines are definitive because yeah. they don't want to offend yeah and only someone who's been on both sides okay. kind of has no, the no. discernment, yeah. right? You haven't so been you on have both people sides like, and you have zero discernment. No. <laughs> Freaking Lynn, <laughs> you barely, you have demonstrated that you don't understand the Mormon position at all. Okay. Uh, okay. Oh, I, I called this. I said, yeah, she's an evil liar. You guys, let's give her the benefit of the doubt. And I know. You're like, yeah, she sucks. <laughs> I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt, but dang. Yeah. You, like she's gross. Okay, okay, okay. Keep let's, going, sorry. I, wow. actually, I need to not. One of us has to chill out, and then let's let her finish what she has to say. Joel Osteen saying, oh, they, they say they follow Jesus. You yeah. Know, well, but doesn't somebody need to look at whether that's the same Jesus that you're right. following? Their Jesus is very different. He literally is a brother of Satan. <laughs> yeah. And well, your God is the creator of Satan. No, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. And, yeah. I, I would like her to answer this for me. Who's the God of this world? Look, what does the Bible if, say if about we're that? All brothers and sisters in God's way. It's embarrassing to admit it, but Hitler and Mussolini and Mao Zedong and Stalin are all our brothers and sisters. They have done horrible and heinous things, but we, we, we hope that somehow in, in the judgment and the eternities, there will be some kind of retribution for the evils, repentance for the evils, and recompense for the victims. That doesn't take away the fact that we also Stalin believe that would have been a brother figure. We also believe that Kamala Harris and Dr. Seuss are brother and sister. Yeah, like, <laughs> but it doesn't mean we think they were hanging out and were on this like... Yeah, and and, 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 and I just and these are the people that always say, well, aren't we all brothers and sisters? In God's way, you know, with that same <laughs> accent she's had all hour long. By the way, you know that accent she has changed the minute she started selling Christian books. Yeah. Uh, you know she did not uh, talk like that when she was a professor. Uh, the minute she left, her accent just went very Christian. Like, gosh, she's a phony and a phony. So and, and, and seriously, like, to be like this about that teaching, who's the God of this world? I'll give you a hint. It's in 2 Corinthians 4. Go tell me what the Bible says, who the well, God of this world on, is, and then come back with well, your high and mighty. How, you're getting angry, and I'm could, not used could, to it, Brad. How could Brad know this about the Bible if Mormons are so discouraged from reading the Bible, yet 
if you guys all just go and Google okay. who knows the most about the Bible, Pew Research. Pew right study. Here. Pew study. 2014. 2014. Yes, exactly. And it says overall, Mormons <laughs> score best on these items related to overall knowledge of the Bible, averaging 5.7 of the seven Bible set, uh, questions correctly, higher than the evangelicals. Oh my Which was 5.4, I believe. White no, evangelicals no, it was, was 5.4. It was, it was 5.1. Protestants. Uh, I Protestants. think that's all Protestants. There was a breakdown. Oh, yeah. closer. Okay. So, oh my God. All Protestants. That is interesting. I think white evangelicals 5.3 or 5.4. Yeah, you're right. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Hispanic Catholics are significantly lower than atheists. There's nothing to do with what we're talking about, but it's a funny point. <laughs> but let's go back. Let's go back to the let's go back to the homeschool thing, because what her main concern about this is that the Mormons are going to go and they're going to start talking to the nominal Christians who don't know their Bibles and faith very well. And they're going to prove to them that the church is true and bring them into the church, thus damning the nominal Christians. The nominal Christians aren't saved. Well, hold on. Are, are you saying that you sincerely believe that people will go to hell over a mis, mi, being misinformed about Jesus? Is that really what you're saying you believe? And then also, I'm almost certain that she believes that you get saved. She said she has like a saved experience and now she's saved. So if you believe you are saved and that's just done by confessing faith in Christ, then aren't those Christians fine? If they believe in Christ and they convert to Mormonism, can't you not get unsaved? Aren't but, they? Aren't but, they fine? But, but, but it's it's a different Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, they consider it that you're you're chasing foreign gods because that's why they're always trying to other the Mormon God, and that's why Wretched Radio goes which, after it. And, which means look, that, look, which means that you, what they're is saying so, is, is that is that your salvation is contingent upon having the right. Works? Theology. Oh, theology. Okay. Right? Which would be a work, wouldn't it? Exactly. Okay, so the, here's... And being misinformed. Is you there, will go to hell for being are misinformed. Are there that is such a sad theology. Yep. That's the most sad theology I can think of, yep. except for none at all. Like, there's atheism, and then there's going to hell for being misinformed. Or it could be God <laughs> predestined you to hell. That one's... I'd probably put that one worse. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that one might be in between the two, okay, but they're so, they're in the F tier. Okay, we all gotta, of those. It's it's sad. We gotta finish this for heaven's sakes. I'm 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 I need blood pressure medication at this point. Here's clip number eleven. There's twelve, right? Yeah, but we don't need to do twelve. Okay, but I would like to go back to four. Okay, so th we'll do this one in the number four. So here's clip number eleven. Conspiracy number three. So. Uh, as a Mormon, I did something called milk before meat, which means I'm not going to admit to you that I believe something that you're going to think is silly or you're going to think isn't biblical. What's I'm not going to tell you I believe it's my husband. It's in the Bible. Where did that phrase come from, no, no, Lynn? But, no, Hold but on, hold on. Listen from? to the rest of it. Who's hold your on. favorite apostle? The only thing that bothers me, she said, we did something called milk before meat, which she framed. I, I recognize the phrase milk before meat from the apostle Paul. Yes. But like, there's no official program like we have ctr choose the right we have efy especially for youth we have fsa which is for the strength of youth we we do have programs but there's no milk before meat program She's, where we like she has made up a program so, and is trying to make it sound as sinister as possible 
This is I tried to go back and like find if there's a conference talk that's like famous milk before meat conference talk from 1983 that everybody was talking about back then. Uh-huh. I, I couldn't find it. Yeah, nothing. It, it must have just been a comment in a class in her gospel doctrine. Oh, yeah. Or, like or, some, maybe, like, you know, or maybe she is just lying because or, she knows that it sells. Or there's a biblical principle that you do need to teach people the basics before you teach people more advanced things. And this is the funny thing, because the way she introduces it is as if Christians have never heard this phrase before. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. As if she doesn't know this is in the Bible. And it's so bad that Allie's going to have to come in and save her and remind her that it is in the Bible. She's saying Mormons teach this thing, milk before meat, which is a quote from Paul in the New Testament that apparently we're not allowed to read. So So here we go. We're going to listen one more time. So uh, as a Mormon, I did something called milk before meat, which means I'm not going to admit to you that I believe something that you're going to think is silly or you're going to think isn't biblical. I'm not going to tell you I believe my husband can become a god. You're going to laugh at that. That's going to sound absolutely silly. No, we explain it to you as eternal progression. Keep going. Right. So I'm going to offer you things that you do like. Like the conservatism and the mother advice Mm -hmm. so that then you're coming my direction. Only somebody could view this so cynically if that's how they sold their books. Keep going. And then you might be open to listening to some of the stranger things down the road. Like eternal progression, as stated in the Bible, not strange. Keep going. But that's a very deliberate thing called milk before meat. In the 90s, Mormon... And Christianity has that too, (laughs) but in a different... In a different... So she has she has to come in and save it. She's like, wait a second, this woman honestly thinks that that's not a Christian thing. Let's just like come in and it's like oh intercept that before. That's in the Bible. Oh my god! That's in Paul that you apparently know so well. That was so good. Oh, guys, we got to go watch that one more time. Yes. We yes. need to watch that one more time. That was too royal. Here we go. Lynn Wilder. This was funny. That you do like, like, like the conservatism and the mother yeah. advice mm-hmm. so that then you're coming my direction and then you might be open to listening to some of the stranger for it. things down the road. But that's a very deliberate thing called milk before meat. In the 90s, Mormon and Christianity has that too, <laughs> but in a different, in a different way. I mean, oh yeah, in a different. Okay, <laughs> right, right, right. It's different when we do it. Okay, oh, we do so it. Good. We do it honestly. It's you Latter-day Saints are being manipulated. <laughs> this is too good. Okay, let's see how she finishes it. And Paul also talks about spiritual milk, and then you need to be able to grow up and to chew on solid food. I think the difference is, is that Christianity does not keep those complicated messages hidden from you. Like the complicated uh, Nicene Creed and Athanasian Creed, which doesn't show up in the Bible and talks about a Trinitarian belief that is only based upon a a creed that men came up with and doesn't show up in the Bible and has to be enforced on the minds of people through the other weird creed, Sola Scriptura. Even more simple than that, though, she's saying, yes, in Christianity, we will give you milk before we give you the meat, but it doesn't mean we're hiding the meat. Else, what are you doing? <laughs> are you like, yeah, the is BBC the meat? right there on the kid's bib? No, I what is she? They're just talking out of the yes, yeah. 
Yes. I'm sure the first day you walk into their church, they just tell you, guess what? Anyone who doesn't come into our church and confess Christ, they're all going to hell. Day one, that's just what they say. I'm sure that there's no milk before the meat. They don't hide anything. Okay, so there was 11 clips or there's 12, buddy? 12. Oh my gosh. So, okay. The last we, one all we did 11, but we skipped number four. Okay. No, well, let's do 12 and then we'll go back to four. You ready? Oh yeah. 12 is like seven seconds long. Okay. Yeah. Here, here's clip number 12. This one's going to be. Blacks in the priesthood. Oh boy. Blacks were not allowed to hold the priesthood. Oh my gosh. The first Baptist church and the second Baptist church divided on this issue hundreds of years ago. Until 1978, they couldn't go to the Mormon temple, which meant they couldn't live with Heavenly Father. In the Two days, forget 1978. What did you say, Quaku? Three days ago, she was ripping on Martin Luther King? Yeah, three days ago, Elizabeth Stuckey is ripping on Martin Luther King on Twitter. And guess what? Hey, which church was created to defend slavery? The Southern Baptist Administration? Oh. Birthed out of trafficking. Okay. And remember, earlier, earlier, they're like, well, some Christians weren't acting Christ-like and had to repent of their slavery. But Mormons are worse. She if I had to pick <laughs> one of the two. Hey, there's this building you can't go in. I mean, you can go into the foyer, but you can't go to the ceremonies. What do you do in those ceremonies? Uh, some things that you can't really explain. All right, what's across there? Oh, they're gonna own you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll hang out with the guys. I Wait, Quaku, are you talking about the temple? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? You're talking about the temple here? Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, Lynn Wilder, I didn't pull this clip, but she told people they can go and watch secret footage from Mormon temples. Oh, yeah. She, like, yeah, told she people to go ahead and watch that. What a gross loser. In her video. What a gross loser. I have, like, you know that is extremely sick. insulting. You know that's the most insulting thing you could do to us, basically. And, and she's sitting here. And she's just like, yeah, go and watch them. They're crazy. And, and she doesn't even understand what she's talking about. Like, there was this was never a thing that black people could not return to God. That they would. Never oh no, she's that. about to say that. Just okay. finish the clip. It's like five seconds. She's oh, about to say that. Gosh. Okay, let's see what she has to say. Next slide. Oh, that oh, one. Oh, they could, yeah, which <laughs> meant they couldn't live with Heavenly Father in the next slide. Oh, no, geez. that's not what it was. By the way, okay. ever. You know what? This even is, at its very worst. No, I, I get it. But here, Brigham Young. Here's something else that I want to bring up, guys. Here's something else that I want to bring up. Why is it that all these anti-Mormons, whether it's John DeLynn, whether it's, uh, you know, Ali Beth Stuckey, whether it's um, Lynn Wilder, they have no connection with black people in their lives. Like John DeLynn finally broke his like 18 month streak of not having a black person on his podcast just to interview a black ex Mormon to say that Mormons are racist. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, like on, on the faithful side, we got Tariq Lacour. We got, you know, dare I say Kwaku L we've go, got, man. you know, Alex Boyer. We've got your boy bachelor. We got like, there are ad nauseum, you know, pro faith, pro Mormon <laughs> African Americans, like dripping out of the blogger knackle. Okay. Out of, out of, out of the Twitter verse of Mormonism, right? But it's always the people that call us racist. They're always just like these butt white suburban people, dude. You know, it's I, just okay. I, I'm just disappointed in this woman at this point. I'm just yeah. disappointed. Well, and she she joined the church in 1977. 
So she was there for the revelation on the priesthood. And at another point in this episode, episode, she said she went to BYU and her students were telling her about the curse of Cain and all that. And she said she'd never heard it before. When, Yet she's a devout member of the church during the revelation, like during the wait, time when so this thing leaked. Of all the people involved. And she had no idea of the history about it. Of all the people Until involved, 20 years later when she's right at BYU. Now. Meaning Cardin, Jacob, Brad, me, Lucas, Allie, and Lynn. The only one that joined the church that didn't allow black people to hold the priesthood was the ex-Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> only the ex-Mormon talking here was the one that was like, no Negroes, let me in. And like, this is crazy. This is crazy. Up, that's, that's an amazing thing that, that, that is pointed out here. She joined the church like, you didn't join the church and then miss the revelation on the priesthood. That was the, the of all the things that have happened in the last 50 years in the church. That's got to be the biggest one. Yep. And then to say that you hadn't ever heard about the curse of Cain until you this. I'm sorry. You're lying. This is dishonest. It's obviously. Dishonest. How does she feel about Bob Jones University? So I think she has this much fire towards Mormon, Bob Jones. I guarantee you she has there, no idea. There are 13 articles. Interracial dating until 2000. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they were teaching all this Curse of Cain stuff until like a couple years ago. I guarantee she hasn't written one book about BJU. Okay, so here's the last clip. You wanted clip number four, you yeah. said, Lucas? Yeah, that's the one we haven't done yet. And okay. you, unless you know more about her, you don't know how... Uh, interesting this this is so i'll okay. explain it after we listen to it okay. secret story last clip right here well i don't know that i've ever told this story publicly but i'm gonna go there let's now. go there <laughs> about that time i had an interesting experience went to bed one night and and someone called my name it sounded like at 2 a.m and i sat bolt upright well, I couldn't go back to sleep the whole rest of the night. I did not know the story of Eli in the, in the Old Testament where God literally calls him, right? Um, I didn't know God could interact with you. What? <laughs> what? Then she, I guess, didn't know about the first vision. If she yeah, what's know possibly the top scripture? This, this is... This is hilarious. So does the clip keep going? No. It no, that's it. Stopped. That's okay. it. Okay. So here's We're the done. Thing. We're through all the clips. She just said that she didn't know that she'd ever talked about this story publicly where she like had this dream and God was calling. Hey, you're her. you're stealing this from me, Jacob. Oh, okay. You take it. You take <laughs> you're it. You're stealing my thunder. When I want <laughs> Yeah, you go for it. Go for it. No, there's okay, so she went on a book tour for her book. And so one of the churches that was there put up a video of her doing her book tour of her book. And in the presentation, she tells that story and in the same way that she told it here. And that video has almost 800,000 views. And it's only from six years ago. OK, no, no, no. I got I got one even better. Does she have amnesia? She, okay. No, 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 no. Get this. Get this. I read her book. Here's her book. Here's a chapter where in the book it's written about. She literally is on the <laughs> podcast saying, I don't know if I've ever told this story before. Everybody, please go to her book. You can go oh to the chapter gosh. back to school again. And that chapter in the beginning tells the exact same story. She literally is on the podcast. Like, if you're going to lie, don't have something in writing in your own book that contradicts well, what well, you're don't saying. Have 
don't have the Ali Beth Stuckey video and your other video that pop up right next to each other on YouTube when you search her name have the same story that you said you didn't tell before. Why did she feel like she had to lie for that story? It adds nothing. Like what? This woman's a liar. And she was so dramatic about it. This woman's a liar. You know what? It's a simple answer. She's a liar. I've run out of, I've run out of excuses for her. I, 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 you know what? You might be right, Kwaku. She might just be a liar, dude. Yeah. This is crazy. You know, I hate to use the L word a lot because I think it's very cruel. I you agree. I agree. But man, I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say she is in her 70s. We have a president who is also in his 70s and has okay. shown signs. I and yeah. so okay. I can, I can see it. I don't think she was this bad earlier. Before. Oh. Earlier on. So here's the thing, but at, at least with the Nakamura guy, it felt like ignorance, you know, Yeah, that, that youth pastor who was like wearing the same clothes as Kwaku and everything. Yeah. The doctrine of covenants. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you're speaking from a place of obvious ignorance about what we believe. This woman is claiming to have lived a faithful Latter-day Saint life for 30 years. And this is what she portrays it as. Yeah. That's just. I, I can't believe how inaccurate it is to what the actual experience of a person in the church is like. Yeah, no, it's, I just wish that she, that like my disappointment, obviously like Lynn Wilder, we, we all know this Allie or anyone else out there who's engaging with, you know, Latter-day Saint polemics or whatever, trying to be critical of the church. Don't bring in people that are going to give terrible straw men deal with a steel man version of our arguments yes. and you'll actually be effective. I was saying- And you'll have think, credibility, yeah. I think that Jeff uh, with Hello Saints- Yes. Honestly is quote unquote the big threat and I actually don't feel like I'm not threatened by him. <laughs> I think I think that that what he's doing though is like, we'll actually listen to him. And if he offers a, a, a critique or something different, like we're gonna hear him out because we know that he's coming from a place of good faith. Yeah, so, if anti-Mormons could just tone down the psychosis enough to act like <laughs> Jeff- like, even if they were just faking it, they would get so much farther. Now, the argument would be that unless you were sincere, you couldn't act like Jeff. I, I get that. You know what I'm saying? But man, this was one of the worst I've ever seen in my life. It was just astonishing. Every single clip. It, was it that bad the entire episode? Luke? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Man, it's a good okay. thing. I mean, I tried to represent her fairly, but... Okay, well, I feel... I guess I pulled out the worst parts, but yeah. Uh, okay, wow. I, I need a rest. Me too. I, I feel I need a rest. <laughs> this has been a tour de force. Um, Lucas, tell us about the BYU conservatives and how people can reach you if they need to reach you and want to follow you. Give, a, give us your stuff, your deets, bro. Okay, number one, I'm going to shout out to Jacob and say, go watch his channel. Especially um, no, the Solis Scriptura with Robert Boylan. Hold on, you can hold on. Ours. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I was, I was going to be done with it, and now this is lasting longer. No. <laughs> the Solis Scriptura, Robert Boylan, that's an excellent argument to bring up to any Christian right off the bat, because yeah. it stops right there. We don't need to go to the other stuff. Just do Solis Scriptura, and you're good. Okay. Um, second, yeah, I'm part of BYU Conservatives, or Conservatives at BYU for legal reasons. Um mm. We're just a group of students here at BYU trying to uh, make sure that the wokeness doesn't get us into trouble and create students that have this lack of critical thinking that this video has demonstrated. So, <laughs> okay, that's awesome. me. Follow us on Instagram. 
this was uh, th- th- this this was a hoot. Yes, this is Midnight Mormons. See you guys in the next program. <laughs>